You're listening to The Bossy Type, your unconventional how-to for building a bold business or personal brand through the power of words and sometimes other creative stuff. I'm Elise, director and head writer of Bossy Copywriting, home of bold clients, funny writers and the occasional swear word. Every Tuesday and Friday, I'll be sharing my bite-sized wisdom, quizzing creative experts and chatting with the brands you wish you were. So make a margarita and join me for The Bossy Type, where we make words and brands our bitch. Before we get started, a quick PSA. Head to bossycreative.com to download my very free, very juicy guide to building a bold brand. It's packed with loads of tips from Bossy's favorite creative experts and covers everything from copywriting to graphic design to social media to marketing to everything else. Okay, hit subscribe now because we all know you're going to forget and let's get started. Hey, welcome to episode 21 of The Bossy Type. This episode means that you have made it to Friday. Congratulations. Fun fact, actually, I chose to release the second episode of the week on a Friday purely because it's the best day of the week and I'm always in a good mood and it kind of feels like virtual happy hour every week. (laughs) If you're listening on a Monday, really sorry, only four more sleeps for you. Anyway, today we are chatting about getting yourself out there and launching your career. So my career began in the prehistoric ages of 2008 when we all loved neon and oversized white sunglasses a bit too much. So times have definitely changed, but the tips that I'm going to give you today, I feel like are pretty timeless. I actually really had to think back to when I finished uni and was thinking about my career because it was just so long ago. And I think I have identified five things that really helped me launch my career and shape where I'm at today. Just to give you some context, I studied a Bachelor of Journalism, majoring in PR and marketing. I studied at Griffith Uni on the Gold Coast, and I truly thought that I would work at a newspaper or a magazine or in broadcast. I actually wanted to be like a crime reporter. Can you imagine? (laughs) So to be working as a copywriter is a huge surprise to me, but here we are. So when I finished uni in 2008, I moved to Melbourne and I worked in retail because I didn't even really know where to begin. And then I kind of fell into fashion and I did writing on the side. And for most of my 20s, I worked for Westfield. I won an amazing dream job and I did lots of blogging and styling and social media and ended up keeping that dream job for about eight years, I think. Uh, And I actually didn't even start Bossy until I was about 29, which is wild. So I guess you could say I've kind of clawed my way into copywriting and business owning because that's not something that I guess came naturally to me or I didn't really have any experience in. And I have had to work hard to earn my place. So the first thing that I feel really helped me launch my career is starting a blog. So I know it was 2008, blogs were pretty new back then and it was like a new phenomenon, but I feel like this still rings true today. So yeah, way back in 2008, I was working in retail. I wanted to practice my writing. I just didn't want to lose all of my skills and creativity. And I also wanted to have a bit of a central hub for my work. So I started a blog and I blogged mostly about fashion just because that was what I was interested in. It was very cheeky. It was very conversational and very me, very, very true to my writing style today. 
I then started blogging for Two Threads, which was a blogging platform, and I wrote about 30 blogs a month for them. So although I had no experience, this really helped me to find my writing style and my point of difference. It also acted as a home for all of my work. So if a job opportunity did come up or I met someone special at an event, I could share the link so they could get a good sense of my style. So whether you're a writer or something else entirely and you're just getting started, I think it's super important to have this. So it could be a blog, it could be a website, a portfolio, anything along those lines. And just remember that not everything has to be paid work. I think we get caught up on thinking that we need to spend all of our time doing work that we're actually being paid for, but it can be personal work. It's more just to yeah practice and then have that central hub just in case you meet someone important um, or another job opportunity comes up. The next thing I did is work for free a lot. Actually, I still work for free occasionally. I'm not saying you have to work for free, but I think back then everyone was willing to do anything they could to break into their industry. And I didn't get paid for blogging until I got to two threads. And even then it was shocking. Like I probably wouldn't even call it pay. While working in retail, I also took a side job editing a small Melbourne magazine. I managed writers, I wrote stories, I edited the magazine, and that wasn't great pay either. (laughs) And I was pretty broke as well, but I feel like I was just willing to do that for the experience. Then I did countless other jobs for free. And like I said, I still do some things for free now, mostly freelance writing because there's not much budget for anybody to do that anymore. The way I see it, you're not so much working for free as you are working for exposure. So I think that's something that you definitely need to keep in mind. And especially in the early days, it helps you to get some experience under your belt. It helps to get your name or your work published and it's something for your portfolio. So I think if you just can keep those things in mind, it makes the working for free thing a little less shit. (laughs) At the same time, it gets you out there and meeting people and you never know who you might meet or where that could lead. It could actually lead to a full-time job. The third thing was that I've always been a bit of a slushy. So I've always done multiple things across writing, fashion, and social media. So this really helped me to diversify my skill set, get as much experience as possible, and also just fill up my schedule more because I was working across multiple fields, not just one. Back in the day, I think especially for our parents, for example, you just chose one discipline. But I think these days it is so much more accepted to take advantage of all of your skills or interests and do them all at once or even try something and then move on if you don't like it. So if you are starting out, think about your skill set. Could you flesh out your offering or work in a couple of different areas that complement each other? The fourth thing is that I have put a unique spin on what I do. So copywriting is not the sexiest job in the world. <laughs> But I recently received a message from someone, I think it was in a job application, saying that they liked how Bossy was yeah, putting a unique spin, I guess, on copywriting and showing it in a different light. So when I hear copywriting or when I used to think about copywriting, I would think it was quite corporate, pretty serious, a bit beige, very focused on sales. I think even today, some people think copywriting is just writing the words that go on an ad or a brochure that goes into your mailbox. (laughs) So a key thing for me has been 
basically ignoring that and shaping copywriting around my personality and my style. So I've really thought about how I can do literally everything in copywriting completely opposite to my competitors and also just the traditional idea of copywriting. So if you're in a typically traditional industry or maybe in an industry that's really saturated already, how can you rethink the product or service and also your personal brand to make it more modern and more unique? Lastly, the final thing that I think has helped me launch my career is confidence. I've always been very determined and ambitious and driven, but don't get me wrong, like everyone, I still struggle with confidence and comparing myself and imposter syndrome and blah, blah, blah. I think for me, what's helped is just working on my mindset and reminding myself that I have something unique to offer and being authentic to my personality as well. The other thing is not thinking about what you should do or what you think customers want, which I think is something that a lot of brands do and a lot of freelancers do. And instead, just doing what you want to do and staying true to your personality and not being afraid of being polarizing or worried that it's not going to work, in inverted commas. I am actually going to do another episode on being polarizing because I feel like polarizing can be, it has some negative connotations, but in my mind, being polarizing is just what you want in business. I feel like it can really work in your favor and really set you apart in your industry as well. Okay. So if you are just starting out in your career or your business, I hope these tips have helped. I think it's really important to just remember that everything is a work in progress. And rather than always thinking about how far you have to go, try and take some time to look back at how far you've already come. If only I could take my own advice. (laughs) Thanks for listening to this episode of The Bossy Type. If you haven't already, tap the subscribe button for new episodes every Tuesday and Friday. And if you got something out of this episode, I'd love it if you could rate, review, share on Instagram, text your friends, tell the whole world, all the things. In the meantime, come hang out with me on Instagram at bossy.copywriting or at Elise Elise, spelt A-L-Y-C-E. Bye.